Let's open our Bibles this morning to Colossians chapter 3. The precious Word of God to the epistle to the saints at Colossae. Colossians, the third chapter. I read to you the first four verses. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Amen. Amen and amen. The first verse beginning with that conditional F, if, if ye then be risen with Christ is referring to our baptisms. So Paul and I are addressing everyone this morning that is properly baptized. Because Baptist baptism, or we should say Bible baptism, involves a burial and a resurrection. And that baptism was described over in Colossians chapter 2 and the 12th verse where we are buried with Him in baptism, wherein also we are risen with Him. So when it says, if ye then be risen with Christ, it's referring to our baptism. Because by that act of obedience, we show that we are raised from the deadness of our sins to walk in the newness of life with Christ. And that we believe that He was buried and rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven. If we're baptized that way, then we ought to be seeking those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Since we have identified ourselves with Jesus Christ by baptism, then we should be thinking about where is Jesus Christ today? What is He doing today? He is seated at God's right hand, interceding for us, yes, but doing all that the Father asks of Him. He always pleases His Father, and so we want to think about where Christ is since we have claimed to be the followers of Christ by our baptism. So we want to seek those things. We want to seek things that involve the worship of God and the furtherance of His kingdom. We want to put our affection on those things according to the second verse. Your love is something that you control. You choose to love certain things and you choose not to love other things. And we are to choose not to love the things of this world, though our flesh loves them, and though the devil would like to help us love them, and though the world makes their things as enticing as possible, we should choose to set our affection or our love on spiritual things, things above, heavenly things. The future, your giant future is in heaven. It's not on earth. You don't have a future on earth. There's nothing that's going to happen to you on earth that is good in the real sense of things. This is an illusion in comparison to the glory of heaven. Verse 3, for ye are dead. And this is why you don't have much here in this world because you're dead to this world. This deadness does not mean you're physically dead. This deadness does not mean you're still spiritually dead and need to be born again. This is a practical deadness that is created by us being baptized. 
We're dead to sin. We're dead to the world. We're dead to their ideas. We're dead to their lifestyle. We're dead to their future. Because our life is hid with Christ in God. It is all wrapped up in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our real life is in heaven. That is why the Savior would say, if you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. Because you don't have a life here on earth. But if you seek to lose your life here on earth, you'll find it because your real life is tied up with Jesus Christ in heaven. And that's how a child of God can live gloriously and victoriously through this world. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, that's where our life, our purpose is wrapped up. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. He is going to come back. That is something we absolutely believe and we will absolutely defend against anyone. He is coming back literally, physically, visibly for us. And I will come and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. He is seated at the right hand of God, but he's coming for us. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. We're going to take on an appearance because we're going to have our glorified bodies. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, assumed in this passage is the resurrection of the dead, gaining us our physical bodies back so that we can have an appearance and we're just not unclothed spirits floating around the universe. Praise God. We're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ and He is going to see us and we are going to see one another and we shall be together, body, soul, and spirit, with the Lord forever. And if you believe these things, then we want to seek those things which are above. That's why we've assembled out of the world in the 168 hours a week. We're taking four of those hours right now to assemble and remind each other of those things that are above so that we might set our affection there and not be distracted with the things of this world. Lord, help us to that end. I hope the passage is plain and simple to you. I hope that it's glorious in why our baptisms mean so much and why we ought to be living up to what we declared in them. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, we thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that You sent the Lord Jesus Christ to lay down His life for all of our sins, past, present, and future. And by His death, once for all, our sins are entirely forgiven. And that we have been made perfect through the sanctifying grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the shedding of His blood and the destruction of His body, Heavenly Father, in death. We thank Thee and praise Thee. And Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that by the Spirit of holiness, He was raised from the dead and has been seated at Thy right hand for near 2,000 years. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that the ordinance of baptism, though foolish to the world, and though corrupted by 95% of those that call themselves Christians, is such a noble, glorious, spiritual, scriptural symbol of His death and resurrection for us. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that we are risen with Christ by baptism, and we're thankful this day that you've put in our hearts to be in your house, and we pray that you would stir up our hearts yet more 
that we would understand the importance of this assembly to be reminded of those things that are above, those things that are coming, those spiritual and heavenly things that you have in store for us in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Heavenly Father, thank you for telling us and for reminding us this morning that we are dead. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, the world is crucified unto us, and we are crucified unto the world. They know us not because they knew him not. And Heavenly Father, we pray that this day we will live and think and speak and act as if we were dead to this life, dead to this world, dead to the things that this world esteems and honors, and that we will be alive to the Lord Jesus Christ and to your worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the hope of his appearing, and we look for that appearing. And Heavenly Father, if you would send it while we worship this morning, we would bless and praise thee and thank thee for coming so quickly while we worship thee. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the hope that by your almighty power through the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall change our vile and corrupt bodies to be like unto his own, and that we shall appear with him in glory when we are finally glorified and the full culmination and end of our salvation is realized. O Lord, we thank thee, and we bless thee and praise thee, and we give honor to thee in glory. Heavenly Father, we cheerfully rejoice in hope of the resurrection of the dead, of the new heavens and the new earth, and of being with thee forever. Yet at the same time, we tremble in sober, godly fear that we shall give an account of our lives unto thee. Heavenly Father, we shall give an account of how we have prepared for this assembly. We shall give an account of how we participate in this assembly. O Lord God, hold us by your mighty power from slipping away in thought or word or deed by sins of omission or sins of commission, that we would be able to stand before thee confidently. Let us purify ourselves with the hope of the righteous, that we would be as pure as thou art pure. O Lord, be with us this day. We thank thee for this assembly and for all your assemblies of saints. We pray your blessing upon them. We pray that you would preserve this nation and all nations where your people dwell, that they might continue to have the liberties and freedoms to obey thee as your word dictates. We ask you to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness through your perfect faithfulness and the sufficient sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray, humbling ourselves before thee and joyfully entering into thy presence to praise thee with thanksgiving and worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.